I will be reading from Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 through 23. Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 through 23. That's on page 781 in your pre Bibles. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what it is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Good evening. Um, I'm sincere when I say that of all the places that I could stand and speak to someone, I'm most comfortable and I'm happiest here with my church family in Mount Juliet. Um, I'm so thankful and I want to thank you on behalf of myself and on behalf of all of us high school seniors in the youth group that you're a church family that loves us and cares about us. And uh, I've just seen so many people that have a genuine concern for my soul and they they care about me and who I am and they care about our youth group. So I want to thank you for being a good church family and, to, and for fulfilling the role that a church family is supposed to fulfill. Being a high school senior, I've been thinking a little bit lately about my future and I've never been a high school senior before. This is my first time and I've never, I've never gone to college before. So everything I know is what others tell me or what I can read in the Bible. But I've been told that I'm going to be surrounded by new people, that I'm going to be surrounded by new ideas, that there's going to be new freedoms and new responsibilities, that I'll have to decide for myself who I want to be without somebody else forcing me to do the right thing, that there's going to be new responsibilities. I've been told that I'll have to study in order to make good grades. Well, I don't know that much about being a high school senior, But I found somewhere in the Bible, and when I read it, it reminded me an awful lot of what going to college sounds like. And the more I read it, the more I realized how applicable it is to high school seniors. And then when I continued reading, I realized how applicable this is to each and every one of us. If we go to school, if we go to work, if we're involved in the community, if we're around others, very much at all. Because I read a story in the Bible, a true account of a young man who he left his family and most of his friends and he went and he studied language and literature for three years and during that time he encountered some ideas that went against God's word and the way he responded to those ideas brought glory to God and it brought well-being to himself and those around him so we'll be studying from Daniel tonight if you want to turn in your Bibles to the book of Daniel it's on page 779 And I'll start reading in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 3. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel, and some of the king's descendants, and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. 
And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them. So at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. So when I read these verses, I started to see the similarities between this and what we call college in our modern day. And there's a corny joke here about how all of us seniors, we're without blemish, good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, quick to understand. But beyond those similarities, um, it, it talks about how they're going, and for three years they're going to study language and literature. And they're, they're doing that for their future jobs to prepare themselves. It's the equivalent of either going to college or of going and learning a trade so that you can go into the workforce. Well, let's continue reading and see how this unfolds in verse 6. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Their lives are changing so much that even the names that people call them have been changed right off the bat. Maybe there was a time in your life when your name changed. Maybe just a nickname that you picked up. Maybe when you were married, your last name changed. This is a serious time of transition in their lives. Let's continue reading in uh, verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So under the Jewish law that Daniel was under, it went against God's word for him to eat the meat and to drink the wine that was provided for him by the king. I don't know if this was day one or week one, but it probably wasn't long into Daniel's new school that people started asking him to do things that didn't go along with the Bible. And they thought this was completely natural, but to him, he knew it was something God had instructed him not to do. And he had to decide how he was going to respond to that situation. So he asked that he would not have to defile himself, that he would do what God had asked him to. Let's keep reading and see how the story unfolds in verse 9. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And that's probably because he was a a good Jewish man who had followed the law and that that showed in his conduct. Verse 10, And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you should endanger my head before the king. So he says to Daniel, I know you want to do what your God asks you to, but I'm afraid that's going to make you weak. To the world, sometimes, it looks like doing what God asks us to isn't what's best for us. He says, why don't you just forget about all this stuff in in your law? Why don't you just eat the meat, drink the wine? Because if you do things God's way, it'll make you look weak, and it'll make you weak. It's not going to help you, it's going to hurt you. Maybe at school somebody would say, why don't you drink, why don't you smoke, why don't you party? Those things are just, they're just fun for you. And you're being weak and you're being stupid and hurting yourself by not doing those things. Maybe at work, somebody wants you to file some paperwork that isn't exactly fair. Maybe you feel like gossiping. Maybe there's so many things that we're tempted to do. And people would say, why don't you do that? That's just going to hurt you if you don't do that. Just stop being silly. But Daniel, his response to that is something I couldn't have come up with. It's why I'm glad we have a Bible that shows us these things, starting in verse 11. So Daniel said to the steward, 
from the chief, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test your servants for ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. What Daniel says is, okay, you think that doing things however you want is best for you. And I think that doing things God's way is best for me. So let's just test it. I'll do what God says, and you do what you want. And then what Daniel's offered to do is use his life as an example to prove that God's word is righteous and to prove that God's word is true. He doesn't just claim that God's word is right, but he offers to live it out to, to show those around him that God's word is the truth. So let's see how this test goes. And... Verse 14, so he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus, the steward took away the portion of delicacies and wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. To me, that's pretty impressive. From the start, Daniel could have just not said anything, done what the king wanted. And instead, he stood up for what he knew God would want. And not only did he stand up for it, but he proved that God's way was best to such a degree that the people who were over him changed the way that they did things. He used his life as an example. And when I read that, it reminded me of Romans 12:2, which is a familiar passage. It says, do not be conformed to this world. So for Daniel, that would have been to eat the, the meat and to drink the wine and to not worry about it and just assume it was a normal thing to do. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. And that's what Daniel did. He was able to prove that God's will was perfect by his actions and by the fact that he lived them out for those around him. So let's continue reading now in verse 17. As for these young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. The king interviewed them, and among them all none was found, like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king. I don't think it's a coincidence that the four young men that were known the most for doing what God instructs in his law. And the four men that have stood up and followed God were the four that the king wanted to serve him. They stood out among all the other people that they were with. Now, look at verse 20. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. As Christians, I hope that employers could say that about us. And I hope that our, our teachers in college could say that about us. I hope they could say, that person's a Christian and they actually follow what the Bible says when it's popular and when it's not popular. And because of that, I would rather have one worker like that than ten people that don't have morals, than ten people that don't stand up for what's right. That's basically what the king has said, who isn't a Jewish person, but has seen the way that these men are acting. And throughout the rest of the book of Daniel, we see a lot of accounts that show us how Daniel and his friends do the right thing and how it affects those around him. 
And obviously tonight we don't have time to go through all of that, but I want us to continue into chapter 2, because I think there's some verses here that really show us the core of Daniel's mindset and, and what it is that causes him to respect God and why he has been given the success. So I'll paraphrase, I'll give you an overview of what the beginning of chapter 2 is about. Uh, you can read along as I talk about it. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and he's worried because he doesn't know what the dream means. And it bothers him so bad that he can't sleep until he figures out what it is. So he calls in all of his magicians and wise men who don't follow God, and he, and he asks them to tell him the dream. And they're stalling for time because they don't know. And he becomes so angry at them that he threatens to kill them all if they can't tell him what this dream means. And look at what they say in verse 10 about this. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. So what the king's looking for, they tell the king, there's no man that can do this. We, we don't have powers that can tell you what your dream means. And if somebody could tell you that, they would be a god. They wouldn't be a man that was walking among us. That's how difficult they consider this task to be. So the king is angered, and he goes and he starts killing all of his wise men. And when they get to Daniel, he, he decides that he's going to pray and see if God will give him the interpretation. And that can be found in verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision, so Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Now the interesting thing to me is in these following verses how he responds to that, because these men have said, if anybody can, can tell the king what this means, he's a God, he's not a man. But look what Daniel says when God gives him the, the interpretation, starting in verse 20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the time and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we ask of you, for you have made known the king's demand. Not only did Daniel stand up for God's word and prove that God's word is full of truth, but then when God blessed him, he honored God. He didn't take the credit for himself. And as Christians, all of us every day should be striving to prove by our actions what God's word is and, and to prove the truth that's in it and then be willing to give all the, the glory and the honor to him. So tonight I'll extend the invitation and say that if you have looked into God's word and if you have seen that it is truth and if you're ready to repent, to turn your life around and to confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and be baptized, we'd love to help you with that tonight. Or maybe... You've had a time of transition sometime in your life, and you've been surrounded by people that thought that sinning was just a normal, normal thing that they did repeatedly. And maybe instead of standing up for what was right, 
you, you became conformed to what they were saying. But if you want to make a change in your life, if you want to be transformed, and if you want to prove by your life that God's word is the truth, and if you'd like prayers from us, then you're welcome to come as we stand and sing.